morning and welcome to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here with First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries, heard every weeknight on American Family Radio at 6 p.m. Central Time. I am filling in this week for Dan Celia, and I've been told that uh, Dan is slowly recovering from his illness, and so we want to continue to pray for him that God would would put his hand of healing, Jehovah Rapha would put his hand of healing on Dan. Well, yesterday at church at First Baptist Texarkana, we've been in a series uh, called The Lord's Army. And uh, we've been basing this series off of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, where Paul tells Timothy, suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Every Christian is a soldier in the Lord's Army, but we want to be good soldiers. We want to hear at the end of our lives, well done, my good and faithful slave. Well done, my good and faithful soldier. And yesterday we talked about the wounds of a good soldier. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 tells the Corinthians about an an experience he had uh, around 43 AD. It was 14 years previous from the time of his writing. He wrote 2 Corinthians in, in around 57 AD. And he talks about going to heaven and seeing revelations and hearing things that are uh, not that he wasn't permitted to speak. And uh, he is just now relating this experience. And he says this, and because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, For this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. He said, concerning this, I entreated the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power, my power is perfected in weakness. And when Paul heard that, and when it registered in his heart and in his mind and in his soul, he responded this way, most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. I'm joined on the broadcast today with my good friend, evangelist, Marine Tim Lee. Tim served in Vietnam in the early 70s, and in 1971, uh, he uh, stepped on a landmine, and he lost both his legs in Vietnam. And uh, he tells his story in the excellent book that he wrote called Born on the Fifth of July. And uh, we are so pleased to welcome him to the broadcast. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Pastor. Such an honor to be with you again, and uh, looking forward to a great discussion. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, Tim, you know, as I as I was thinking about the the message yesterday that I shared, I couldn't help but think about what God has done in your life. And when you talk about weakness turned into strength, um, we could put your picture in there. Uh, because you went through a very, very difficult time, and your thorn in the flesh is is significant for sure. And um, I just want you to tell our listeners what happened, what was going through your mind, how did you not quit, how did you not give up when you woke up and found out that you lost both your legs? On March the 8th, uh, 1971, at 1.30 in the afternoon, I was leading my men on a uh, mine sweep in uh, 
Quang Nam province, South Vietnam, and I have been on numerous mine sweeps. Uh, I was actually coming close to the end of the tour, my tour in Vietnam, and had been offered a desk job, but I felt like I needed to remain with my uh, men. Some of them were fairly new in Vietnam, and so we was walking a, a mine sweep. I was walking point men uh, in order to show the uh, new men a little bit of the ropes, and uh, so I've done this many, many times before. We walked that morning, no problem. We found a couple of rounds. We detonated them. Our jobs locate flat rounds had not yet been detonated in uh, landmines, et cetera. And uh, we stopped to eat. My best friend of Vietnam was Corporal Lee Gore. He and I flew to Vietnam on the same plane. He was a Christian that was uh, actually living for the Lord. I was saved. I was raised in a preacher's home, saved when I was uh, 10 years old. But as a teenager, got away from God. But he was a great friend and, and, a, and a great testimony for the Lord. And I told he asked me while we were eating if I wanted him to take over as a point. And he could very easily have done it. But I told him I'd finish out the day and then tomorrow and he would uh, uh, walk a uh, point. And so uh, uh, we picked up where we left off on from. And 45 minutes later, uh, I stepped on a 60-pound uh, mine. Ripped both my legs off my body. I should have been killed instantly, big enough mine to destroy a jeep. And uh, but uh, there uh, on that battlefield, there was a lot of noise and smoke, confusion. I was in a lot of pain. Looked up, my head was in the lap of Corporal Igor. He was praying, big old tears running down his face, begging God to help me. And and so uh, I prayed. I wanted to live that day. I didn't want to die. And uh, they took me to the USS Sanctuary. I spent the next two weeks island of Guam, where I spent the next two weeks, went from 187 pounds, less than 80 pounds, and then back to the Philadelphia Naval Hospital, where I spent the next eight months, eight long months, surgery after surgery after surgery. But God heard uh, my prayer and the prayers of so many others, and, and he let me live. I, uh, when our surgeries were finished, I had three inches on my right leg, 11 inches on my left, but no other part of my body was was hurt, and uh, and God took me and put me into ministry, and, and here we are talking about it today. Amen. Well, Tim, when you think about that scripture, when Paul said, "When I'm weak, then I'm strong," um, you were a strong guy when you were in the Marines, um, and and you weren't really walking with the Lord when you were in the Marines. And I know that this weakness has made you strong for the Lord. Um, tell our listeners how that came about. Uh-oh, we may have. There you are. I'm sorry about that, Pastor. I was trying to tell by I think we had a little pop in, in there, and I'm trying to fix that, but yeah, I think we're good now. It sounds better now. Yeah, so how did that come about, Tim, where you—so you weren't really walking with God. You were a believer, but you weren't walking with God there in, in Vietnam, and then this tragedy turned everything around for you. What was the process that God used to really uh, cause you to say, Lord, now I surrender? Yeah, but again, uh, I, I was raised in a preacher's home. Uh, my dad was a Baptist pastor for 60 years, and so— I knew right from wrong, and I and I and I I knew I was saved when I was ten. There was no doubt about that. But I got away from God. I got with the wrong crowd, and I was very 
very much into sports, football, basketball, baseball, track and field. They became my gods after a while. And, and so I, so when that happens, whenever you get away from God and there's this spiritual warfare going on in your life, and, and, uh, and so Satan can use other things to try to separate us, uh, you know, from what we ought to be doing for the Lord and, and uh, get them with the wrong crowd involved in all this other stuff. And I really got messed up. I got far, far away from God. And uh, so I joined the, the Marine Corps really thinking I was getting away from authority. I was tired of being told what to do and not to do and how to get my hair cut. So I joined the Marine Corps, which wasn't the smartest and most intelligent thing I'd ever done. And uh, so, but God was putting a plan together. This, when I look back on it now, I, I was his child. I was God's child. And, and God chastens those who are his. He disciplines his children. And uh, so I, you know, I lived in Vietnam and, and uh, in the Marine Corps. And, and uh, I stepped on that mine. And so then the real war was on in my life. And I wanted to live. I really did. I didn't want to die. Somebody said, you've never lived till you've almost died. And so now, as this uh, uh, 20-year-old Marine, I'm, I'm laying on my back, and I'm, you know, I can't do anything. I'm, I'm, uh, doctors think that I'm not going to make it, and surgery after surgery and all these deals. I, uh, 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 God uh, sent a doctor to Philadelphia. It's in my book. It's remarkable. Tim, Tim, hold that thought. we got to take a break, but we'll be right back. We're talking to Marine Evangelist Tim Lee. Don't go away. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. It's dangerous to take God's glory for granted. This week on Truth For Life, we'll hear about the devastating results when Israel put their faith in the ark of God as a lucky charm rather than in the living God himself. Study along with us on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth For Life, weekday mornings at 1130 Central on AFR and online at AFR.net. Today's issues. It was very alarming to me to read the comments from the three liberals yes, on the Supreme Court. They don't look at what the Constitution says about a given matter. They look at how they feel about it. That's the problem with, quote, progressive thinking or liberalism. It's detached from the Constitution. Today's issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio.
Hi, and welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here, pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and founder of From His Heart Ministries, the radio and television ministry that's heard every weeknight on American Family Radio at 6 p.m. Central Time. We are talking about weakness turned into strength. As the Apostle Paul says, most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. On the broadcast today is evangelist Marine Tim Lee. And Tim lost his legs in Vietnam in 1971. And so, Tim, you were saying how God used that to really get you to a place of surrender. So please continue with that story. Yes, sir. It was it was a process. I, I was thinking during the break that my mom sent me a Bible while I was in Vietnam. My mom uh, prayed for me constantly. I've broken her heart so many times. I was a product son and caused so much grief for my dad, my mom, my dad's ministry. And out of five kids, I was the only one that rebelled and, and it caused him a lot of heartache. But my mom sent me a Bible. She wrote several things up front. She wrote the the words, just, Tim, this Bible can keep you from sin, or sin can keep this Bible. And, and I put it in the bottom of my footlocker. But I still have that Bible today, and every once in a while I pull it out. And she wrote several verses. She knows I'm in war. She knows I'm going to fight. My life's in danger. But the very first verse she wrote was Deuteronomy 31.6, where it says, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, and be not... And, and or be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God he is he it is that doeth uh, that doth go with thee, he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. And so if I'd only read those verses and applied them and thought about them, it sure would have helped me a lot then. But I was still running from God. And after the landmine experience, I had, uh, the first doctor that operated on me was Dr. Robert Bailey. And uh, he was a for a doctor in the military, he was an older doctor. And then when I got to Philadelphia, I, I was assigned these two young doctors. These two young doctors uh, were very inexperienced, and they just, the military just threw them in there uh, because they were uh, so short staffed. And so they, they, my right leg was actually at the knee, but they kept cutting and cutting and cutting. And, and and so then finally one day the nurse tells me they're going to do a hip disarticulation. I don't know what that means. And I go back to sleep. And when I wake up, a nurse is standing by, said, cry, by my bed crying. I'd never seen her cry before. And uh, she said to him, on Monday, they're going to take your entire right hip off. You're not going to be able to set up. Uh, you're going to have to lay on your stomach or your back the rest of your life. And Pastor Jeff, at that moment, I've never been bitter. And my, my, my wife said, my mom and dad would have told you my children. No one's ever seen me bitter about what happened to me on March the 8th, 1971. I was just glad to be alive. But at that moment, I went to the bottom of the barrel. I mean, I sunk as low as I had ever, as low as I'd ever been. And and I called my dad. I was crying, 21-year-old Marine at that time. I was crying. And, and, and mom and dad were crying. I said, Dad, I believe I'd rather die and spend the rest of my life on my stomach or my back. My dad called the hospital and had him to cancel that surgery. And on Monday morning, uh, I go to the review board, which this is a military hospital, and they're sitting in between these two young doctors. It's an older doctor, at least 20 years older than these young doctors, and it's Dr. Robert Bailey. The guy that did the very first surgery on me is sitting there at the table on Monday morning starting a new tour 
of duty in Philadelphia Naval Hospital. He took wow. me to surgery one time, cleaned up my wound, and I, within two weeks, I was being discharged from the hospital. And, Pastor, I believe, as, as sure as I know my name is Tim Lee, that God sent Dr. Robert Bailey to that hospital. I wasn't totally 100% right with God, but God was working on my heart, my life. I wasn't no longer the rebel that I had been. And and God was putting a plan together for me and for my life and, and for what he wanted me to do in the future. Amen. What a great story. Now, I know, obviously, you were praying, but uh, probably not in your wildest dreams did you think this is how God's going to answer this prayer. Yeah, it was, it's in my book, but it's a lot longer story than that because we're, you know, I'm trying to keep things abbreviated, but it, it was just, I, I, it was way, you know, you know, in the, I believe it's the book of Luke, or I think maybe in all the Gospels, but these four guys are getting this one man to the house where Jesus is at. The house is so full, they have to go out and let him down through the uh, through the roof, through the ceiling. And, they, and then Jesus says later on, he, he, he saw their faith, not the man's faith. He saw the faith of those four men. And I think God looked and me and my mom and dad were praying hard for me, my family, my friends. There were churches all over Illinois, Southern Illinois, that was praying for me and even across the country. And I believe God saw their faith. I, I've confessed I didn't have that much faith at that time. When they told me I was going to lay on my stomach and my back, I went to the bottom. But God yeah. used his army of people in, in, in order to pray for me. And I believe God sent Dr. Bailey there. Uh, otherwise, I'd have probably given up, and I probably would have won wanted to die, you know. Right. Well, uh, Tim, how do you think um, you kept your heart from getting bitter? Because lots of people have had bad things happen, whether they lost a limb or lost a loved one or um, some kind of physical uh, ailment, they've had a stroke or whatever, and uh, they can easily get bitter at God. Uh, How did you keep the bitterness out? Yeah, I... uh... You know, I, my my dad told me we were fishing, but he had cancer and was dying, and just him and he, me and him in the boat, and we were, and finally he pulled over in an area where there's a lot of timber, and we just sat there and was just talking. Six months before he died, he said, "Tim, I've never told you this." He said, "When you came back from Vietnam, he said your mom and I discussed this several times. Said we were so afraid. Said we all the people we had ever seen in a wheelchair." He's, and my dad's a pastor, so he's evidently seen a lot. You know, but he said all the people we'd ever known and seen in a wheelchair had gotten bitter and gotten angry, and and he said we just prayed that that wouldn't happen to you. And he said you 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 you've never been angry or bitter about what happened to you, and and I hadn't really ever thought about it because I'm I'm an upbeat person. I'm you know I I love life. I have fun. I laugh and. I go fishing and hunting, went through the Alaska tundra, two miles on my hands, my rear end to shoot a nearly seven foot tall black bear and skin it out, come back the same two miles. And, and so I love life. And, but I've seen uh, the name of my book is born on the 5th of July. Of course, it's taken the take off of the movie born on the 4th of July. And the guy that Vietnam veteran in that movie, in that book became so bitter and so angry. He, he, he was shot. Well, he actually shot one of his own Marines and, by accident, and then he was shot and paralyzed, put in a wheelchair, and he got so bitter and so angry, so mad about what, his life. And I honestly, I, I never wanted to be like that. I didn't want to be a burden to my parents. I didn't want to be a burden to my wife or my children. And so I, I go and do, I've got 
nearly 7 million miles with American Airlines. I go and do just about everything that I want to do. And I say, you know, you need to get better or you can get better. And and it was a it was a decision. It was my call. And with God's help, I I didn't let this thing defeat me. I've uh, God's turned it into something great. I've been an evangelist for 44 years after pastoring for five years. And I love life. I love doing what I do. Amen. Amen. Well, you've been at our church twice, and God has used you in great ways to see many come to know the Lord. Tim, I have a friend of mine in my church, a young guy in his 30s, young dad, um, and he just had to uh, have his leg amputated because Mm -hmm. of recurring infection and, uh, you know, just going through all the emotions of that. What what would you say to somebody like that? He's a believer. He trusts the Lord, but he doesn't understand, and and he's sure. he's struggling just like all of us would struggle. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it, absolutely. And I would just say, you know, uh, just just uh, stay close to the Lord, and don't let the devil the devil throw everything at you. Try it. The devil wants us defeated. He doesn't want us partially defeated. He wants us defeated. He wants us to throw in the towel, and. Uh, and so again, it's a decision you, that we have to make up our mind and our heart. I think, you know, Daniel in the lion's den, I think Daniel, the Bible said he purposed in his heart. He did this on purpose. And and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they already knew God said you to have no other God before the true and the living God. So they made a decision beforehand. And if you make a decision now that, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand, uh, uh, no matter how difficult this gets, I'm in God's hands and, and he— he will help me, and he will guide me and provide the worst thing that you can do when a, when a serious trial comes into your life is to turn your back on God or to leave the church. I see it happen oftentimes. People get mad at God because something bad happens in their life, and they quit church. That's the worst thing you can do. You need to be in church. You need to be around God's people and, and around teaching the Word of God and preaching the Word of God. And, and the, you know, need to be encouraging one another. It's not a matter of if trials are going to come. Trials are going to come. It's a matter of how we're going to react to them when when they do come. And so I just encourage him to just find out some friends that's going to that's going to help you, and, and not the ones that's going to pull you down and and discourage you, but the ones that's going to constantly be an encouragement to you. Amen. You know, it says in James, consider it all joy when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And that word consider means that you it's an accounting term. You put it in the plus column. You put it as an yeah. asset, not as a debit. And uh, yeah. that takes faith to do that, to say, okay, God, I don't like this, but I'm going to consider it joy because I know you're working through this. Yes, I like that's, that. That's not easy to do, but it's uh, it's necessary to do. And, uh, you know, one of the things I was thinking, too, uh, yesterday as I preached this this passage in Second Corinthians chapter 12, Second Chronicles chapter 7, the Lord used that one day in my life to really speak to me where they were dedicating the temple and they couldn't stand uh, before the Lord because the glory of the Lord was so on the house and they just fell on their faces and they said two things, truly he is good. Truly, his loving kindness is everlasting. And so it is so important to remember, no matter what's going on in life, God is good and God loves me. And I can trust a God who's good and who loves me. So, Tim, uh, I know you've probably gotten to minister that a lot to people over the years because I would assume people look to you and say, how did you get through this? 
because I, is that- I've had the opportunity when, when, you, when something happens like that, then God lets you have a testimony and you're going to be able to help and encourage others down the road. And, you know, I spoke to tens of thousands of Vietnam veterans. They'll listen to me. A lot of them get bitter and a lot of them get angry, but I'm able to talk to them, even, you know, some tough love and, and say, look, man, I, I know what you're going through. And they do. They look at me. My legs are gone. They say, well, God, well, how can I complain? This guy's in this position, but I'm able to talk to them and minister to them because of what I've been through. And uh, so like the, like the man in your church, I know it's hard now, but down the road, he's going to be able to help others and encourage others and, and, and be there Amen. for them. Amen. We're talking to evangelist Marine Tim Lee. So don't go away. We'll be right here after the break. Spiritual warfare is a reality that none of us are going to be able to escape. The scripture reveals that we are engaged in spiritual warfare. We must be. But then the word of God says, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So guess what that means? Our munition supply is not limited to this natural sphere. We're not merely just engaged. We are engaged to win. I like that. Tune in to the Hamilton Quarter. Weekday afternoons at 5 Central on American Family Radio. Dear One Million Moms, I've always thought that maybe your organization was making a mountain out of a molehill. But today, I cannot believe what I just saw on my TV. Concerned about the trash flowing into your home through today's media that simply will not censor itself? Make your voice heard. If you see trash in the media, tell us. Use the Submit Trash button at 1millionmoms.com. That's 1millionmoms.com. And thanks. Natural selection is not evolution. This is Ken Ham, an Aussie transplant with a passion for sharing the truth of God's Word. There's a bait-and-switch happening every day in schools, museums, and media. What do I mean? Well, evolutionists will provide examples of natural selection such as Darwin's finches. They'll show how these finches have different sized beaks, allowing them to eat different foods. Then they'll say, see, we're observing evolution. But what they're really observing is small changes within a bird kind. You see, the genetic information to produce different beak sizes is already there. It's built into the finch's DNA. For evolution to happen, you'd need brand new information to produce brand new features. And you know what? We've never observed that. It's only variation within a kind. Yes, the evidence of evolution is missing. Find out more when you visit us at AnswersRadio.com and listen to this program again when you go to AnswersRadio.com. You know, when Matthew 19, the, the scripture records a Pharisee trying to test Jesus concerning marriage, and Jesus responded, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In the beginning, the first institution God created was the family. Marriage is the centerpiece of family. As a husband and father myself, let me tell you, marriage is absolutely wonderful. And we want to encourage and educate people to embrace God's design as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the lifelong union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. Tune in to By Design 
as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. Hi, and welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here. I'm filling in this week for Dan Celia. And Dan is slowly recovering from his illness, and so we uh, pray for a speedy recovery for him. Uh, I am talking to my friend, evangelist and Marine Tim Lee, and Tim was uh, seriously wounded in Vietnam in 1971. He lost both of his legs when he stepped on a landmine, but God has been using him for the last 40 plus years as an evangelist, and uh, he travels all over the world, and God's given him uh, a great uh, avenue to witness and share with Marines. And so, Tim, as you travel around to various churches and share the gospel, what are you seeing in the churches today? Uh, are you seeing a, a revival coming or are you seeing a deadness? What, what do you kind of see? Well, it, it varies. I, I was in uh, Lubbock, Texas yesterday, a great church, uh, and we saw 61 people come and give their hearts to Christ. And three services. It, it was amazing. But the people that pastored and the team and the church had prepared and prayed and planned, and they were ready, you know, and they wanted it. I, I, and I used to know a lot of pastors that would do things like that on a special harvest day, and they and they built great churches with God's help, and people being saved. But all of a sudden, they stopped doing things like that, and then all of a sudden, their baptisms go down, and, and they wonder why, and they they quit you know, it's a lot of work. You have to plan. You have to put it together. You you got to, and so it, it all depends on where I'm at. And I and I go to some churches where there seems to be no desire. They don't care whether people say take it or leave it. And I just don't understand that. I'm disappointed as an evangelist if I go somewhere and I don't see someone come to Christ. And so I I think that uh, there is a there is a hunger and a thirst. I think probably more of that than not. And yet there's also just uh, people just coasting and taking it easy and, and floating downstream and, uh, you know, apathetic and indifferent. So, or do we ever need revival? Do we ever need a touch of God? And uh, Ravenhill told me one time, I asked him, do you really, I, I believe revival is possible. I want to hear what he said. Do you really believe that revival is possible in our day? He said, I do. He said, the Lord's come back. Who's he coming back for? He's coming back for his bride. He said, even more so, a pure bride. And he said, uh, he said, uh, he said, I, I don't believe that anything has to happen before the Lord returns. He said, the trumpet could sound any time, but he said, I believe it's possible that there could be a great outpouring of God's Spirit in the last days and, the, and to see a ton of people say, well, Pastor, if that's going to happen, if there's even a slight chance that that's going to happen, I want to be in on it. I don't want to be sitting on the bench. I don't want to be a spare time to trunk the car. I want to participate. I want to be involved in it. Amen. Well, you know, Tim, one of the things I love about you is you're a bold witness for Christ, and you stand up and be counted uh, for Jesus, just like the song says, stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Uh, it's, It's disheartening when you see in the in the ministry Lots of guys that seem to run for cover. <laughs> they don't really stand up. Um, how do you deal with that? And do you see the same thing that I'm seeing? Yeah, I, I, I do. And, it, and it's more so today. I've been, uh, next year I'll celebrate 50 years of ministry. And, I've you know, it used to be that 
people were more courageous and and they stood and they they took the the enemy's uh fire at them and they, they they kept standing and they were strong and boy I see a lot of them falling by the wayside a lot of them throwing the white white flag of surrender and just giving up and 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 as many of them thrown in the towel discouraged and defeated wow I, I you know to me it's it's hard to fathom that we're on the winning team we're we either believe the Bible or we don't and and if I'm reading my Bible right we win. There's not a, you know, it's uh, like in these professional uh, uh, fights, the uh, uh, WWE or whatever. They, you know, the, they the fights are fixed now. It's not, it's not fake. They're still fighting, and people can get hurt, but they already know who's going to win before it's over with. Well, well, our fight is fixed too. We know, we we know that we're going to win, but you still have to be in the fight. You still have to participate. And and be doing what God's called you to do, and so. But why why chunking the towel when you're gonna when you're gonna win? You're on the winning team. That doesn't make sense. Well, Tim, when you stand up for things like you do on social media, and I appreciate that so much, uh, you get backlash. And some people just they they shy away from the backlash. I don't want to say anything that's going to make somebody come at me. Uh, how do you handle it when people come at you? Well, you. I used to take some of it personal, but I don't anymore. I just, I know God's in control. And if we don't speak up, Pastor, who's going to? We, we're supposed to be the leaders. We're supposed to be out in the front. We're supposed to be walking point, man. And, uh, and, and yet uh, so many preachers, I mean, they, they, it, 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 I believe we ought to live peacefully with all men. Well, I really do. But I also, there's something we cannot compromise on. And when you take a stand for abortion or, man, you got so many issues coming at us every day, this gender issue stuff and all all these other things that are happening, and the enemy is not about to quit. The enemy is not throwing in the towel. They're, they're, they're more stinged up and revved up than ever before. So that means we've got to double down. That means we've got to be stronger than ever. We've got to be more courageous than ever. And and these things are worth fighting for. My scene for all these years, I've said thousands upon thousands of times, America's worth living for, worth fighting for, and if needs be, worth dying for. This is our country, and we can't load up in a bunch of boats and go somewhere else and start all over again. This is our country, and so we got to begin to take it back, inch by inch, foot by foot, alley by alley, street by street, and, and city to city till we can once again say one nation under God, and that as worth fighting for, I'm looking not so much at my generation or my children, but for my grandchildren. And if the Lord tarries is coming, what in the world are we going to give our grandchildren? If we're not willing to fight, somebody fought before us for us. And so we better be fighting for our grandchildren, and we better be serious about it. Amen. Well, you know, I was uh, I was thinking about Luke chapter 18, where the Lord says men ought always to pray and not to quit, not to faint. Yeah. And at the end of that parable, he says, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? You know, Tim, when you think about it, when the Lord sent judgment in Noah's day, there weren't very many responders, Noah and his wife and their kids and their wives, uh, eight people. Oh. And when the oh. Lord brought judgment to Sodom and Gomorrah, it was Lot and his two daughters. There are very few believers uh, in those time periods. Do you think that when the Lord comes back that we're going to have 
more believers or less believers than we have right now? Well, again, I think a lot of it depends on if we're if there is this great outpouring of God's Spirit. I, I think things are going to get worse. I think things, are, uh, you know, I'm I'm a very positive person, but also I'm realistic, and I read the Bible, and God God said things would wax worse and worse in the last days. So I think it's going to get darker. I think it's going to I think it's going to be so uh, definitive of of what's good and what's evil, and and it's going to be so obvious. But that in that darkness, our light will be able to shine and that we will be able to reach men and women and boys and girls for Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm encouraged and, and that we could see tons and tons and tons of people saved in, 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 in America, even, even throughout the world. So I'm not discouraged. I read, that, I read a similar verse that you read in Luke a while ago, and it was in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch you stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. And that's not talking about quitting as in throwing in the towel. That's talking about, you know, make your position known and, and stand for it and don't back up. Don't, you know, don't, don't give in. And uh, one preacher said, uh, he said, quit you like men. He said, if I could figure out how to do that and be a man about it, he said, I might quit. But he said, I never found out how you can quit you'll call yourself a real man. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so we, just, but we do, we just, we have to be encouraged, encourage each other. And I love seeing reports of you, like your church is an evangelistic church and, and you guys love seeing people say, and, and if a pastor leads that way, and if the pastor is, uh, is in a soul winner and advanced evangelistic in his ministry and wants to see lost people come to Christ, I think it's going to go into the, into the pews, into the seats and that, People are going to catch that, and churches need to get back to that. I, I'm yeah. for teaching, and I'm for uh, having your eyes dotted, your T's crossed theologically. But man, we got to get down in the trenches too, and get our get our hands uh, dirty and our feet wet, and 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 preach the gospel and see people saved and see revival, see lives changed. It starts with us as leaders, Amen. And, and the preachers and. So I say, you know, if you're not going to do that, then get out of the way and let somebody else in that position. <laughs> Amen. Well, we're going to be taking your calls in this next uh, quarter hour, 1-888-589-8840. That's 1-888-589-8840. And if you'd like to ask a question of evangelist Marine Tim Lee, we would love to take your call. We're talking about dealing with difficulty, dealing with weakness and suffering and persecutions and, and distresses and how God uses those just like he used Paul's thorn in the flesh. He uses that to keep us humble, to keep us dependent, and to show forth his grace and power because his grace is sufficient for our every need. Um, it says, uh, Tim, in Acts chapter 4, that when they were threatened by the Sanhedrin, the apostles prayed and said, and now Lord, take note of their threats and grant that your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence, with all boldness, while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And it says, and when they prayed this prayer, the place where they had gathered was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. The need of the hour in our pulpits in America today is boldness. Guys, we speak the word with God's strength and with God's power, and we let it do the work. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Can we trust the Bible? He says, we saw this. And that sets the Bible apart from almost everything else in the ancient world and its religious pantheon of gods and goddesses. The God Who Speaks, the important documentary from the American Family Association, is now available to watch for free on AFA's brand new streaming platform. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to watch this award-winning film today. thegodwhospeaks.org. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. Hi, and welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here, filling in this week for Dan Celia as Dan recovers from his illness. I am the pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the host and founder of From His Heart Ministries, heard every weeknight on American Family Radio at 6 p.m. Central Time. I'm talking to evangelist Marine Tim Lee, Tim who suffered greatly in Vietnam in 1971, lost both of his legs in a landmine sweep, but uh, God has used him greatly. He's getting ready to celebrate 50 years in the ministry. And so, Tim, we are so glad that you have been with us this hour. We do have a call in to, uh, today from Tom in Arkansas. Tom is a veteran. Tom, welcome to the broadcast. Yeah. Hi, uh, Pastor Shreve, and I appreciate your program very much. And I just want to uh, tell Tim, uh, welcome home. So uh, wish Thank I had uh, been able to tell him that earlier. <laughs> but... Uh, um, you know, I, I, I'm pretty active in Veterans Affairs of VVA and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I saw the movie Born on the Fourth of July back when it first came out, and I was so disappointed in the conclusion of that movie. And, you know, uh, Mr. Lee, I, I have I actually don't know that I've heard of your book or heard of your story until this morning. So uh, it's just a blessing that I, I listened to American Family Radio and was able to hear this. But, um uh, anyway, I just, uh, I'm amazed and, and, uh, I love you very much and, and I'll be in touch with you. I'm sure. So, well, thank you. And welcome home to you as well. And, uh, thank you for your service. My book is called born the 5th of July. You can get it to, uh, our ministry, timlee.org. And, uh, 
we take all the money from the book and use it for our ministry to our military. And we have a four a, a beautiful uh, gospel track called Deadline Vietnam the day uh, running stop. We printed over two million of those, and we use them in military uh, with military chaplains and prison chaplains. We send them free. We don't charge them. We don't charge any shipping. We just ask that they don't let them sit on a shelf, but they use them. And it, it is a red track. People don't throw it down. It's very tastefully done. But uh, our, you know, my book is uh, is a book of encouragement, and it's there's a lot of funny stuff in there, a lot of great stuff, but. Also serious and and does talk a lot about the Vietnam War, of course, and I think it, you'd be a, you'd be encouraged and blessed to, to be able to get it and read it. The most common phrase we hear is "I couldn't put it down," and that's <laughs> what we wanted. Tim, I think I told you when I got the book, I think I read it in two or three days. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. put it down. You want to hear the end of the story, and it's yeah. really really well done. Uh, we have Joshua today uh, from Georgia. Joshua, you're on the broadcast with Tim Lee. Thank you, Dr. Shreve, and thank you, Mr. Lee. I don't tell you, your story inspires me. And you have a wheelchair, right? Yes, sir. You have a wheelchair? Yes. You know what? You got something I don't have, a set of wheels, and I know you know how to roll. That's not why I called. <laughs> Sorry to make that. I'm, I'm the Lord saved me twice. I'm totally, totally blind and partially deaf, and... Mm-hmm. Lord saved me from spinal meningitis when I was a baby, and he saved me from drug and alcohol addiction. I've been clean for four years. Good. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Hey, man, you stay on the fire line. Keep in there for the Lord, okay? I am going to. I'm not going anywhere else. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's courage. That's determination. That's what we're talking about. Right. Well, thank you, Joshua. Thank you for your call. The number to call is 1-888-589-8840. And uh, we will take your call. I know uh, Marine Tim Lee would love to talk to you. Hey, Tim, let's talk about what's going on in the military right now with gender reassignment and all this CRT and the woke worldview. Um, when you go and talk to the Marines, are, are you, you picking up on that? Uh, how do they feel about it? Well, I think the Marines are lagging behind a little bit, but they're still involved. It's uh, uh, CRT and all this other stuff. It just blows my mind how quick this stuff can happen and how quick it can infiltrate. Uh, uh, that's why we always have to be on guard. There's no letting up. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're not to be weary and well-doing. And and, and like I said, well, go, the enemy's not stopping. The enemy's not throwing in the towel. So we can't either. And uh, somebody asked me here a while back, I said, well, when does the pressure let up? I said, when the trumpet sounds. When you hear the <laughs> trumpet sound, you can let out a sigh of relief because we're going home and it's all over. But until then, as that old song says, until then, we, we've got to stay on the front lines and be courageous and be the men and women that God intended for us to be and be the salt and the light and uh that's with uh, our military. That's with any area of life, but especially with our military, because you go to tinkering and messing with our military, you're 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 going to cause a lot of trouble down the road. And uh, the deal is, they're supposed to be there to be, be prepared to fight and and win wars, and and uh, uh, not only involved in all this other stuff that they're being 
uh, thrown into right now. Well, okay, so Tim, when you went into the service in, in the 70s, I mean, the mindset of, uh, of a soldier uh, needs to be a certain way, and it can't be this, um, you know, a soft yep. male. Uh, that just doesn't yep. fit with a soldier. Yeah, it's a, especially a Marine, and, you know, I, I, I mean, the, Marine, the Marines are, I mean, they're not letting up as far as the physicalness of, of being prepared and ready, but, you know, that mind is very important. If you're ready physically, but you're not ready mentally, and they're they're throwing all this stuff into your mind that messes with things, and and it you know you, and then not and then also to be ready spiritually of course you got the three there you got to have all of them, mentally physically and spiritually uh, to be ready, and uh, so I, it's the enemy it's the enemy they are looking and if that doesn't work they come back they try another angle if that doesn't work they try to they don't ever stop. Now our message is the same we don't have different messages we don't have we try this and try that. No, there's one hope for uh, our world, and that's Jesus Christ, and and He's the only way. And so we're going to preach that till He comes back, and and we're going to, you know, He hasn't changed His mind about abortion. He hasn't changed His mind about these gender issues. He hasn't changed His mind about pornography. Uh, and so all, we already know where we stand and what we're supposed to do. Now we just got to start doing it and. And get out of uh, get out on the playing field and become an active part of what God's doing in this world. Tim, are you still getting the opportunity with COVID and all? Are you still getting the opportunity to to go to Paris Island and talk to the recruits? No, we, we we're on hold right now. We've been told, you know, that we're supposed to come back. They were, were scheduled through 2024, and just two weeks ago they opened it back up to full time services. So I'm hoping and praying. I've got people all over the country praying that this door, uh, for those that don't know, we go once a, qu- a quarter. We go four times a year to Paris Island. We'll have two to 3,000 Marines, Marine recruits. We have church service. Mark Ivey leads worship and praise for 45 minutes. An amazing thing. And then we've seen thousands and thousands walk down the aisle, give their hearts to Jesus Christ with brokenness and conviction. So it's, the door is not Chuck, we're just praying that there have been way too many victories lost because of this COVID deal. The devil's thrown too many monkey wrenches in there. So we, we, I need people pray to pray hard that we get a call any minute to say we're ready for you to come back, start your services again. Amen. Well, we have Norman from Texas. He has a message for Tim Lee. Norman, you're on the broadcast. Yeah, um, you know I. Uh, I Six years ago, I got saved and baptized, and and I turned around, and God gave me a 180 turnaround, and ever since then, I've been writing Christian songs and Christian poems, and I think I have a poem for you if you want to hear it. Okay. It's called Standing on the Word Called Truth. said, I'm walking in the valley with my Lord, my shepherd, my protector, my guardian. He protects my heart, and he protects my soul as I walk in this valley of righteousness where I stand on this word called truth. This, even though I walk in the shadow of this valley called death, I will fear not that rod, that staff that comforts me belongs to this rock called Jesus Christ. He is the light that lights up this valley of righteousness where I stand on this word called truth. He, this word is my king, my majesty, 
my Lord that sits at the right hand of my God. So even though I stand in the light of the Lord God Almighty, I bow not, kneel not to no other, but this light that lights up this valley of righteousness where I stand on this word called truth. This word is the way, the truth, and the life. And only through this word can I come to touch the Father. There is no greater gift than to stand in the presence of this word called truth. This word is this rock called Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Man, that's a great poem. Thank you for sharing that, Norman. God bless you, my brother. And I know that's an encouragement to uh, all of our listeners, an encouragement to Tim. Well, Tim, uh, as we get ready to close out the broadcast, uh, anything in particular on your heart that you'd like to share with the listeners? Well, uh, just share I'm on the Twitter at Marine Tim Lee, and I tell people if you don't love God, and if you don't love America, don't follow me on Twitter because you'll just get mad. <laughs> but I, I do. I'm a, well, I'm more active in the political things on Twitter than I am on Facebook. Facebook, a lot of family stuff and our ministry stuff, of course. But uh, Timley Ministries has a Facebook page. I have a personal Facebook page. But uh, our website is timley.org, real simple. And they see our schedule on there. I may be in an area. I'll be next Sunday in Pensacola, Florida. The following Sunday, I'll be in Asheville. Uh, North Carolina, and uh, we travel across the country preaching the gospel. I need people to pray for us, and God's opened these doors. I love doing the work of the evangelist. I appreciate you, Pastor, and what you stand for, and, and the encouragement that you are a young preacher. You've got an amazing church there in Texarkana, and showing people that it can still be done in 2022. God's still building the church. And I appreciate you so much. Amen. I appreciate you, Tim. You're a good friend, and I, uh, I just love the fact that you stand up and be counted. You share the gospel, and God uses you in great ways to lead multitudes to faith in Christ. We've been talking to evangelist Marine Tim Lee. Thank you so much for being with us today. Keep your eyes on Jesus and shine and share. I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.